You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and to the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, she encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens the doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast. Hello, Sacred Spheres. Welcome to another Monday Musing. May your Monday be going well, and I am grateful to be connecting with you this way, wherever you are in the world. And today I am wanting to share with you a bit of ancient history that is fascinating to me personally that I've been exploring and how it ties in with sacred geometry and how it can be used today. What I've actually been learning about the Toltec is that they're a culture and the knowledge that they hold has been passed down through oral tradition um, since the time of Atlantis and Lemuria and through the time of the pyramids and, you know, ancient sites around the world. Um, it's very clear to us if we look at how pyramids were built, how Machu Picchu was built and some of the uh, sacred sites around there or in um, Indonesia, um, you know, Stonehenge, all these places around the world with you know, giant stones that, you know, no human can lift and and ways of building that scientists today say that, you know, we don't have the technology to build that accurately today. Um, how is this done, you know? So the Toltec are said to have it their roots from the time of Atlantis and Lemuria and the you know, the Toltec come from Mesoamerica and um, really there's aspects of it that spread around the world. So the Toltec is a culture and a lineage, essentially. And they're not a race the way we'd think of as the Mayan and the Aztecs, which... Um, you know, archaeologists and historians and some of the people would, you know, consider themselves a particular race of their Mayan or their Aztec, and they were some from certain time periods and all of that. But the Toltec is more of a way, a way of life, um, and a knowledge and an, and a wisdom, understanding, and a and carrier of what they call the power. And they've, um, those in the lineage have recently said it's time now in the cycles of things to 
make this information more accessible. So it's just been since like 2006, seven or eight in that range or something that uh, some of the, the Toltec shaman have been sharing more more with um, people who are interested, not keeping it so secret. But it did need to, to be secret for quite a while um, as a culture, which, okay, this is interesting because culture has the root word cult, and any culture is just that, a cult, right? Some of them, though, very benevolent, and some of them very destructive and unhealthy, um, as we've seen uh, through history in many different ways. And so, you know, different cultures with various people of different races coming together with the intention of you know different intentions but essentially to benefit each other to help to to help feed each other body mind and spirit even and and to help each other thrive and um to care for each other as humans and hopefully to care for the planet because we depend upon the health of the planet to um live in these human bodies and so spiraling back around um, the culture of the Toltec saw that there was some there was some kind of corruption seeping in and sometimes this happens in a culture very subtly over time the heat's turned up and you know suddenly um, you know it's the sad analogy of the frogs in the pot that don't know they're boiling because the water was turned up so slowly they couldn't feel the the difference and and um, you know in a way that's what happens in in cultures that don't um, keep their focus and their their center on um, their resiliency and health and it happens just as individuals too as well but there's there's always a way to come back around and in the time in the in the time of um, in Mesoamerica before the Spanish before the the rise of the Aztecs, um, there was, there were different, um, Toltec Nawal, the spiritual leaders in the temples at the time, um, who, you know, held maybe a lot of the power for the people. And there was starting to become a cycle in the earth that there was less rain. It was a little harder to cultivate their food and grow gardens without the rains. And they went to one of the, they went to all the leaders. And one of the leaders um, was, was so concerned for the people. He was willing to do anything, but he misused the power and decided to use human sacrifice as a way of bringing in the rain. Well, it did rain and whether it worked or it was just part of the cycle you know, that that's, I can't determine that myself or haven't determined that myself. But the, the fact is, is that a lot of people began following that one Toltec leader who um, then it morphed into the, the Aztec culture, not saying that Aztec has anything wrong with it. It's just a time when there was a lot of human sacrifice and same with the Mayans. And it was really an attempt to use that power but it, you know, eventually it failed them because it was not in alignment with life. Um, but 
the Toltec who did not want to go down that path, they were the then the object of persecution and um, you know, a threat of being sacrificed themselves. So they went into the deserts and the mountains and um you know, quietly lived with the the knowledge passed down in oral tradition for all these centuries. Um, and so that oral tradition goes back again, like I said, to the time of Atlantis and Lemuria, that the, that the Atlanteans had a lot of technology that was given to them by the Lemurians, is what the, how the oral tradition goes. And in the beginning, it was, it helped, you know, humanity began and thrive here um, with the understanding of how to, how to, you know, start to build some culture and some, um, yeah, some societies. And then just the understanding of how to use sacred geometry and sound in ways that you could build temples that helped our connections to the cosmos and um, ways to heal and ways to regenerate the body. Um, It was a whole different practice than what we see happening today. And eventually, as the story goes, and this this is kind of something that you could read in um, translations of Zacharias Titchen's books and... um, I think Plato and other ancient historians who have written about the time of Atlantis will say that they became corrupted and obsessed with their technology but forgot the spiritual aspect. They forgot the power behind it. They forgot about the connection to creator and source and how it all needs to be utilized in balance and with integrity. Um, and, and the Atlanteans, with, with their technology, got a little out of control and pretty much destroyed the planet. Um, and, you know, not completely, obviously, because we live here now, um, but a lot of destruction happened at that time because of, of that misuse of power. And that's how the story goes. But it's certainly uh, in the ancient times, even of like Zeptepi in Egypt, is said to be a time that was um, not not corrupted by, um, you know, lower vibrational or polarized human kind of um, desires for power or, uh, you know, to misuse for selfish reasons, essentially. Um, certainly nothing wrong with caring for yourself and desiring things for yourself and your family and, your community, but there's also the the bigger connection to creator, whatever word you use for God, creator, source, um, Allah, whatever word is important to you to use. In places like Zeptepe, they were building sacred structures that helped resonate different frequencies that are harmonious with our bodies with what we need for transformation for healing and they were using the the temples to truly connect to source to keep their channel and their connection to the divine really clear and 
keep their knowledge, um, you know, really empowered. So that's my understanding of it. And so in the sacred temples and pyramids, you find ratios and sacred geometries that are part of the, the practice that we call sacred geometry today. So things like the irrational numbers that show up in the golden mean, for example, and the square root of two, the square root of three, the square root of five, which are numbers that go on infinitely in their decimal places without ever resolving or ending. And um, and they recognized a power in that. And, you know, again, it's the power is in, in the individual user um, to use it properly. Um, so, yeah, they... They used they used sacred geometry and in the proportions of all the buildings for different things. They they used sound and the understanding of sound with sacred geometry for um you know, all all kinds of knowledge that could come to them and I don't know, it's just mind blowing to me that the idea that per, perhaps um in some cases, like in Peru, the structures that they say may have been melted stone that was reformed into place. And um, in places in Egypt, for example, they theorize that they might have used sound to levitate the stones into place. In parts of Tibet, there are monks that still practice these kinds of things. And there are you know, people around the world that that carry gifts where it gives those of us who are not aware of these kinds of of um tools, vibrational sound, um geometric tools, it gives us the insight that we may be really blind to a whole lot of potential here. But this seems to be the time for it to reawaken in us and it, and the potential is for us to use these these powers essentially in the right way and um, really turn the ship around of where humanity's going and the planet so that we can truly thrive. And with that, I will follow up at some point with more details on sacred geometry in um, the Toltec and the, the other ancient cultures. There's a lot of information out there already that, you know, you can uh, watch some videos where they, they have great references and um, diagrams and all of that. And I like teaching people how to draw them. I like people teaching people how to take a compass and a straight edge and find where all those ratios are and experience it for themselves and connect with it that way. And you get a better understanding of how they might have built them or at least laid out the proportions when they built them and how this could also be um, easy to visualize in our mind's eye and how important it is to you know, be coherent in the mind, in the heart, and in our creations. So with that, I encourage you to dive deeper.
uh, connect with me if you want to take some classes. Check out the Patreon offerings and there will be more to come. So subscribe to my email list if you want to stay tuned to future um, workshops and offerings. All right. So much love. Thank you and be well. This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. You can support the portal expansion through Sacred Geometry Portal's Patreon account. Infinite fractal blessings and thank you for listening.